wrestling with this as we're singing about the fragrance of Jesus going forth in our worship, but also in our prophetic witness, or the testimony that we carry as a body of Christ. As we've been saying over the last couple of days, do we present his life and his death and his resurrection as a body of Christ? Does this region, and there are many regions represented here, and people from different parts of the nation and serving in different uh, countries. As the body of Christ, are we producing a witness that is a fragrance unto Christ? Are we producing a witness that provokes the lost, that provokes our communities, our neighbors, our own family members, ourselves? Are we producing a witness Powers and principalities are observing, they're being agitated. And Paul came into a city, and the powers and principalities, they, just didn't, they didn't know what to do with this guy. And so they would just throw everything at him imprisonment, stonings, to shut this guy up from doing what he's doing, from being a witness. And are we, as, as, as a church in this region, are we producing that sort of witness that provokes powers and principalities, that provokes Jesus himself, that provokes the communities around us? When we stand before the Lord and He gathers the church, we have that regret. Will the Lord say to us, been faithful witnesses? And this is what I'm wrestling with today. And as before we go into intercession, I, I want to spend some time in that, that we need to be called as a church to carry a prophetic burden from the Lord. We need to be wounded. And we've been listening to these messages about what the gospel is, and what it requires to live out the example and the pattern of the gospel. Because it's not just the preaching that convicts people. It's the example. It's the lifestyle. When they see that your words and your actions are in alignment and harmony. And they have to take the, the testimony seriously. They're seeing represented the sufferings of Christ. The beauty of the cross. They're seeing it in our communities. They're seeing it in our interaction. They're seeing it in the way we speak to one another. The way we forgive our enemies and turn the other cheek. They're seeing, is this real? This is authentic. Or are you guys another gospel? There's gospels all around. Everyone's chittering, chattering, speaking about different things, different hopes. And they're seeing, like, is this genuine? Is this real? And for that to be the case, I believe there needs to be a prophetic burden given to the church. We stand in a council, Lord, in prayer. And we ask God, Lord, I have no ability. I have no capacity Lord, wound me with this burden to carry a witness forth into this region where there's, our region here specifically, 24 million people. Talking to how many unbelievers. And is the church provoking this, the lost? Are we provoking one another? Are we provoking the churches? So I'm going to have Dave share for a minute. And I want to. I actually want to just give an exhortation to to, uh, to us in this room, and we're going to spend some time, just a few uh, moments, just asking God, Lord, will you grant to me this prophetic burden, burden for the church, a burden for the lost? You give me a burden for my my family members, my for my own family, for myself to to not only know the gospel, to walk it out. Chapter 9, 
this is uh, when Hans came, I, I just said, Lord, okay, what is it? And so this dropped into the spirit. Matthew 9, 35, Jesus was going about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. You know why? Verse 36 tells us. Seeing the multitudes, he felt compassion for them. This is the burden that I want to bring before us tonight. Okay? I, I want to feel the Lord's heart for those that are lost and broken again, fresh. So seeing the multitude, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the Lord, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Some of you were not here yesterday. Brother Matt, who serves in the Middle East, he was going on a prayer retreat and he gets onto a bus and there's cigarette smoke everywhere and it says no smoking. And the Quran is blaring in their ears. And he's been there for a few years. And he came to this realization in his own heart. I hate these people. And I'm called as a missionary to love them and preach the gospel. But I hate these people. And I'm saying, God, I want love for your people, God. I don't want to just preach the gospel. I want a heart for those that I'm preaching the gospel to. I want the Lord's heart for His people. I'm not talking about you tonight. I'm talking about me. I want to grow in love for the people of God. You know this word compassion? You break it down. Calm means to share. And the word passion means passion. It means to share in the passion of Jesus for His people. And I want to share in the burdens of those. I want to share in the burdens. He said, He saw them like sheep without a shepherd. They were distressed and downcast. I'm not preaching to you. I'm saying, God, give me a burden in my heart for people. God, I pray tonight, God, I want to share your burden for those around me. I don't think it's a mistake. All these teenagers are in here tonight. My God, what a mission field you know on your campuses. Don't you know? You young people saved, you know Jesus. I would think you do. What a mission field for you. Maybe there's one or two here. Begin to say, Lord, there's a lot of sheep without a shepherd. And they're distressed and they're downcast. And you brought me to church and you raised me in a Christian home. And you've given me the gospel. You've given me the truth. Oh God, they're going to a lake of fire. Somebody doesn't talk to them. Help me, God. I don't want to just proclaim the gospel. I want a heart for those that are without a Savior. God, I want love for your people. Oh God. We come before you tonight. 
I just began to cry out. And we began to call on your name. We come before you. Jesus, you went through the villages and the cities. And you were teaching and preaching the gospel of the coming kingdom. And you were healing the sick. And you saw them with sheep without shepherd. They were lost. They were distressed and downcast. Something had happened to them in their past that it caused them to be distressed and downcast. And we see these around us every day. We see these people walking around lost like Cain in Nod, wandering, lost, living in darkness, and their eyes are blinded by the God of this age. Father, we come before you tonight. You're the Lord of the harvest. It's a simple prayer tonight. I want to invite each of us tonight. Would you just ask the Lord for this? We don't have to be all boisterous about it right now. Just in your own heart, would you say, God, help me to share in the suffering. That's it. Compassion is to share. The word passion means to suffer. To share in the suffering of others. Because they're sheep without a shepherd. They're distressed and downcast. Abba, Father of glory. We want your heart. We want your heart that we might share in the suffering of others. They know we care and we love them. And the truth of the gospel would go forth. Father, I ask that we would build bridges of trust that can bear the weight of truth. God, I ask that we would build bridges of love that can bear the weight of the gospel, God, to go forth in the hearts of those around us. Increase compassion in us, O oh God. Help us. Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, help us. Have a heart for people. Give us a burden called compassion tonight. Help us. Go ahead, take a few minutes prayer, want us to respond, want us to wrestle with this, it's not, it's not something easy that we just receive, Jeremiah 23, but who has stood in the counsel of the Lord, and if there's any purpose for being here tonight in this gathering, it's not just rally people and prayer, but to, but to receive from the counsel of the Lord today, to receive a burden, we can't carry a burden unless the Lord is given us grace to carry it. 
going to take a few minutes. Ask you, as Gary always says, just change your position. If you're sitting down, if you stand up. If you're in one spot, move to another. If you want to come to the altar, if, wherever, however the Lord, you feel the Lord pressing. But we want to take some time into this and say, God, I want to carry a burden. I can't stir myself to have a burden. I need to receive from your heart, your holy heart, that loves. I want to receive a divine commissioning. I want to be part of the Father's business. I want to be jealous for the things of God. I want to share with Jesus and fellowship knowing Him. I want to provoke others. There's so many testimonies the last couple of days. I'm so provoked. Brother in a wheelchair, the accident. Five years paralyzed. And he's saying, I'm sharing in the sufferings of Christ. I'm knowing Him. Another brother who, another accident, and, you know, loses part of his mind and his ability to cognitive ability saying I'm still proud God has brought me low and I'm still proud still I still wrestle with pride even in this state and I'm hearing that and going but what about me or how much do you have to deal with my pride I'm being so provoked and it's so good when we come together we just share but do we have in our own lives that testimony of the cross the testimony of Christ Jesus and being united with him that we when we gather we can provoke and we go out in the streets and into our classrooms and whatnot way we conduct ourselves the manner of living the life of christ is clearly exemplified shines through so i'm going to ask us for a few minutes just to wrestle with some of these things or heavy things but the worship team is going to be helping us i ask you again just change your position let's just give some time father we ask you tonight by your divine mercy and grace we have nothing in us that is good zeal and man runs so short and dry God our hearts are not filled with compassion Lord Father we're self centered Lord we ask that our lives could be a fragrance and an offering a demonstration of your beauty Lord that our lives would demonstrate the cross Present it to others, Lord. Lord, that the church would not play games anymore. But Lord, live out the witness. Help us, Father, in our weakness. Help us in our weak. Help me in my weakness, God, to live it out. On a daily reality, Father, I want to live it out. And I know that's the heart cry of so many here, God. We want to live out this thing. And God, we set our standards so low because of failure. But Lord, we ask you today for grace. Grace to pray, grace to ask, grace to receive a burden, not from ourselves. We don't want to be sent commissioned out of our own hearts. Father, we want a divine commissioning. We ask you for capacity. We ask you for a rearrangement of our lives, God, our priorities. We ask that you would provoke and bother us. We invite you into our lives today, God. We want to be a church that does your will, that are called by your name to be truly your disciples conform to your likeness, Lord. So help us, Father. We give this time today, right now, God. We give this, this time. We ask you for your counsel. Let's go ahead and pray a few minutes. We're going to go into intercession and wrap the fire later, but I strongly encourage us, just five to ten minutes, we want to wrestle and ask God to wound us with a burden tonight.
that all your ways, that the way of the cross is good, that we are the cross hurts, that we are the cross. Father, we say all your ways are right and good, all the things that you call us to say yes to, all people to love, people, Lord, that hurt us, oh, Lord. All your ways are right and good. All your ways, every single way. Oh Lord, for you are my light and my salvation. For you are my light, for you are my light, for you are my light and my salvation. Salvation here tonight. You are my light, you are my light, you are my light. There is no injustice in God. He will recompense his beloved. He will recon recompense those who suffer in this age. You are coming. You're coming, Lord. You're coming, Lord. You are coming to judge the world in truth. You are coming. 
justice that we see made right in the man coming in the clouds. All the pain made right. Every tear falling on the, on the floor. Every memory gone. When the man comes, great man. Tonight we're going to pray for the Lord to root us and ground us in the gospel so as to present us blameless before him on that day. I'm going to start us off from Ephesians 3. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love. It surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power, that is at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Father, we come to You in the name of Jesus and we fix our eyes on the One who has power to do exceedingly and abundantly more than all we could ever ask or imagine. Lord, we're asking You to root us and ground us in this gospel once and for all entrusted to the saints imparted to the apostles by none other than Jesus the Messiah himself the Lord of glory entrusted as a gift to your servants passed on to the assemblies for the salvation of Jew and Gentile Lord, we're asking you to root us and ground us in the mercy of the cross, to root us and ground us in the love and tender mercies of the cross, to root us and ground us in the example of the cross. Father, our heart's desire is to be blameless before you on that day. Lord, we couldn't save ourselves out of darkness, and we cannot do it now. We're asking you, Lord, that same grace by which you plucked us from the fire, that free gift of mercy and life that brought us out of darkness to begin with. Would you use that power and that grace again, oh God, this moment right now, that freely undeserved grace to, finish, to, to carry on the work that you've begun in us, to bring us to completion on that day. We look to you by grace, by faith from first to last. It's your work, oh God. We boast in your power to bring us to that day, oh God, spotless and blameless. We cannot produce this fruit in and of ourselves. And so we ask you, God, to do more than we can ask or imagine. Do the impossible and take a wicked man like me and put your spirit to work and present me blameless. The same, oh God, for all of my brothers and sisters in this room. The same for your church and the city and those who call themselves 
by your name throughout the nations of the earth. Oh God, we set our hope fully on the graves to be given us on the day you appear. And so, Lord God, put your grace to work in us now in preparation for that day in Jesus' name. Come and set your grace on for the mercy that you've shown us drawing us near to yourself through the blood of your son Father we just ask that you would come and pour out spirit of wisdom and revelation on your church on your people God that we would be filled with the knowledge of God the authentic testimony of who you are of what you're like of your plan, of your purposes. God, I ask, Lord, that you would shine light on on the scriptures, that you would unfold the testimony before us, God. God, I ask, Lord, that you would give us a heart of humility. You would give us the fear of God, the fear of the Lord that would be our portion, that we would tremble under the weight of the word of the Lord. God, I ask, Lord, that you would enlighten the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that would fix our hope completely on you and on your day, that our boast would be in the cross of Christ. God, I ask, Lord, pour out a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name.
fear of the Lord God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, uncorrupted, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, though now for a short time you've had to be distressed by various trials. So that the genuineness of your faith, more valuable than gold, which perishes, though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You love him, though you have not seen him. And though not seeing him now, you believe in him and rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy. Because you're receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Therefore, get your minds ready for action, being self-disciplined and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray and we ask, God, that our hope would be set. Lord, set our hope, God, the hope that you've given us, not the hope of men. God, let our hope be anchored in the day of the Lord, the age to come, the resurrection of our bodies, the restoration of all things, where Jesus, you sit upon the throne in Jerusalem. God, where you're in Jerusalem sitting upon the throne, God. The glory is spreading across the earth. Your government will have no end. Set our hope there, God. Not in this age. God, I just pray and I ask, God, that you would do a work in us, God, that though we go through various trials, we would be set, we'd be anchored, God, in a hope that we would still have joy even in the trials, even in the struggles, God. Our hope would be set on something that is going to last forever and ever for eternity. Lord, let us not be distracted by the various things of this age, the things that seek to strip us away and take us away 
our focus on other things, but God, we want our, our hope to be set on the finish line. God, where we receive the crown of life. God, set our hope on you and your coming in Jesus' name. Understanding to the simple. Verse 133. Establish my footsteps in your word. And do not let any iniquity have dominion over me. Father of glory. Father of the Lord Jesus. 
we come before you. I'm going to pray for the church in this region, God. Father, we ask at the unfolding of the Word of God, day by day, at the unfolding of the Word of the Lord, even tomorrow, the Lord's day, we ask God in every place where the Word of the Lord is being preached, when it's being unfolded, O oh God, that you would bring light to your people, Lord. Father, we pray light to your people. We ask God in any places where there's darkness, light would come at the unfolding of the Word of God. We need light, God. Father, we pray that you'd make those that are simple wives by the Word of the Lord. God, we need light. And we pray for light, God, at the unfolding of the Word of the Lord. Father, we ask that you would establish the church. Establish the church in your Word. Establish the church in the Word of God. In the Gospel, oh God. We pray for clarity in the Gospel. Father, as the Word of the Lord is preached in the pulpit, that the Word of the Lord would go forth, oh God. And you would root and ground people in the truth. Father, we pray light and establishment of your people in the Word of God. Bring light, we pray, in Jesus' name. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us out of this present evil age 
according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever. Amen. God, we ask for a revelation of your passion and your commitment to go to the cross and lay it down in our place to rescue us from darkness of this age, from the lusts that are deeply embedded inside of us, from the grip of this age, from the lure of our ego and our desires. We thank you for your cross, the passion of you going low before the very eyes of your people. The public display, the public announcement of God's approval and our call to lay it all down. So God, we ask that you would give us a gripping revelation of your passion and make us like you, willing to lay our lives down, to break away from the present evil age by the power of the gospel, the wisdom of the cross, shunning the things of this age that seem so beneficial in the moment, but leave us aching for the age to come. God, we want to know and be in touch with the longing for that age to come. Lord, we want to be disgusted with the things of this age. Lord, we want to see your cross as beautiful. We want to be grounded in that reality of your gospel, what you did, how far you went to deliver us. So God, we say no to the corruption of this age that comes from lust. And we thank you for all things that you provided in the knowledge of you to escape the lusts of this world. We say yes in Jesus' name.
Jesus, we acknowledge that you will come in the clouds and every eye will see you. So Jesus, send your spirit and give your people the grace to love your appearing. Messiah and in the truth of the age to come and the light of the glory of God in the face of Christ in Jesus name it's in a prayer out of Ephesians chapter 4 praying for unity in the body I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received be completely humble and gentle be patient hearing with one another. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that in this body we will understand what unity is. You call us to 
be a brother's keeper. You call us to love each other. So we pray that unity will be a part of everything that we desire to do. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you have rooted and grown us in that word, God. And so we pray for unity in Jesus' name. church father we pray that the church would receive the revelation of the love of jesus and the light of the lord to live rooted and grounded in you lord in jesus name father i ask that you would root and ground your church in your gospel god that they would hope for the day when you come god that they would put their trust in you and in that day not in themselves not in this age god but in the day when you come in jesus name God, I pray that you, that you would just uh, ground and root the church, Lord. God, I pray that they would just hope to hope for the day to come, Lord. And I pray that you would just strengthen the, uh, the knowledge of you, Lord, and, and spread your word. Lord, I pray that you bring more anointings to this church and make us more hungry for you, Lord. church. Amen. Father, Lord, I ask that you bring us love and let us encounter you. Yes, Lord. Um, Lord, I pray that you would keep the churches rooted and grounded. I just want to share a word I got real quick before I pray. Um, as soon as I heard the words rooted and grounded, I thought of trees. Then I thought of redwood trees, which are like the biggest and thickest trees there are. And I thought of how they they are very rooted in the earth. They're like rooted very deep in the earth. But to stay rooted, they grab onto other redwood trees that are near them. So I just want to pray that over you guys. Lord, I just lift up this church right now. Lord, I ask that we would all stay rooted and grounded in you, Father God. But that when one of us wavers in our faith, Lord, that we would be there to keep them rooted as well. In Jesus' name. 
Lord God, I pray for the church, Lord, for it to be revived and for everyone to be loved and for you to care for them. Amen. I pray that you will release revival to the churches. In Jesus' name, amen. God, I pray that we will stay united and together in your love. And in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you would strengthen your church in this region with all power according to your glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, Lord. We ask for endurance. We ask for the joy of the Holy Spirit to be evident on the people in this region. In Jesus' name. Lord, I'd ask you that you would help us have hope in the age to come that we would be rooted and grounded um, in our hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we're asking that you would give a faithful witness to those around in this area and the church in the United States. Raise up a faithful witness of the, of the, of the cross of Christ who would bear your name faithfully in, in a way that's pleasing to you. We're asking, O oh Lord, that you would give your church grace and strength to take up their cross to give a faithful witness as the day of your coming approaches, Lord. We're asking that the church will be found waiting and watching, Lord, and worthy before your eyes as we embrace the cross, as we show the world what you're like, O oh Lord. We're asking that the urgency of the hour would hit your church, that we would embrace the cross, that we would proclaim the day of your coming, calling all men to repent. Father, we're asking, strengthen your church to take up the cross in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I ask that you instruct your church, God, now that there's times of peace. Times of peace are not going to be so much. Times of war are coming, Lord. I ask that you instruct your church right now to put on the full armor of God, for you have given us your armor. So therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, O oh God, give us your word. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, Lord God, let us be ready to give the gospel of peace in all circumstances. Lord, let us take up your shield of faith, with which we can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of your spirit, which is the word of God. Praying out of John 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So God, I just pray that you would bring up a generation that abides in you, that stays with you, that hangs out with you. And I just pray that through the attractive things around us, that our gaze is fixed, that we would just have tunnel vision for you, so that on that day we have no no regrets, no, no fears that we are fully confident in you. I just pray for a generation that abides.